follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. We're glad you joined us tonight. I'm Shad, here with Matt and Brad. Gentlemen, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Uh, better than the WWE's public relations. No kidding. Yes. Good God. For the record, this episode is being recorded on November 5th, 2019. And if you've had an ear to the ground at all, you know what we're talking about. But we're going to do us a dive anyway. First of all, we've got to get some shout-outs out of the way. <clears throat> get my cornet cough done. That means that, first of all, we got to talk about Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, CollarXElbowBrand.com. Use the promo code for Corners Podcast. That's the number four, capital C and Corners, capital P and Podcast, no spaces. Get 10% off your order. Get some comfortable wrestling gear. Get, get it all, get it right. Get it right and, 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 and kick your feet up and relax in comfortable, comfortable clothing. And then we have some upcoming episodes about something, don't we, Matt? Oh, yeah, that would be Epico Cologne. So we're going to try to do uh, some episodes in the very near future covering WWC. Yep. Um, Epico Cologne, as far as I am aware, has been chilling down in Puerto Rico. He was not held hostage by a foreign government. Dude, he's um, been lucky, ain't he? Yeah. Shoot. All right. <clears throat> As you guys can probably deduce, we're going to be talking about the pa- the uh, the dangers of running shows where they cut your hands off for stealing and stuff like that. Yeah, we're talking about what happened after with and after Crown Jewel. In fairness, oh my God! In fairness, Shad, I don't believe they do that. Bef- Anymore, I believe they just beat women to death for committing adultery. Oh, uh, oh they're not cutting hands off. They still beat you to death for. Okay. No, no, that's... no, no, no. You, you, if you're if you're a guy in Saudi Arabia, that's cool. But if you're a woman, you get beaten. That's I think how yeah. it works. Something like that. But hey, we had a fake women's match <coughs> that probably didn't get aired on TV there. So, you know, hey, all good. Yeah. I saw the joke about that being like. A, well, this is what happens when Lacey Evans shows some ankle in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yes. Is do we know if that's true? Do we know if that aired? I don't know. I don't know. Cuz they cuz um I know there was some I, I don't even know if Meltzer's been able to confirm if it aired late despite that being the rumor. Mhm. And so there's been some rumor that they aired it on tape delay intentionally so that they could either air or not air that match on TV. See, the hmm. other rumor that's floating around is that it was tape delayed as a flex. Yeah, I've heard, so, I've, I've heard, I've heard both things theorized. 
Um, neither would yeah. surprise me, but um, I know it was on the pre-show, so I'm I wouldn't be shocked if it didn't air on TV. It was very. I mean, I'm gonna be Mr. Cynical here, and I don't think I'm gonna be that original saying that. It it was. It was a very obvious, like, cheap PR ploy so that WWE could, like, jerk themselves off about how they finally figured out two years ago that women are actually people, too, and <laughs> they deserve all this yeah. credit for recognizing that. Right. Sorry, I just... Um, as someone that's watched Joshi and has enjoyed Shimmer and, like, women's wrestling over the years, like the way that people try and prop them up is this like super progressive, like revolutionary company, like the um, historic all women's NXT house show. It's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like they don't get credit for being 10, 10 to 15. Well, no, I'm sorry. They don't get the credit for being 40 years, 40 years behind the curve with, um, joshi in japan like sorry you don't you don't get credit for it i'm tired of i'm tired of their like historic and first ever and blah 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 like give us your pr points because we um we did something 20 years after the fact you could also probably make the argument that the only reason they are pushing the women as they are is because there's a market for it like, if there wasn't a market for it, then, you know, we might be just seeing more of, you know, puppies and that sort of thing. Well, I think... The um, eye candy. I don't know. It's kind of weird because they... I don't know. It's hard to say if there's a market for it because their business is just such a trash fire. Well, overall, but I mean, I think there is a market for women's wrestling in particular. I, I think the women's... There's several women wrestlers there who... Are over. I mean, Becky Lynch before they really kind of ruined what was hot about her. They kind of definitely got it. like moving. Yeah, they, she was definitely moving merchandise, and they kind of got it back with the Sasha feud. But I think I think their problem with the women though is is they, and I think it's 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 a problem they have as a whole though is they've cultivated so few women that once you get outside of their like four, it um, it just there's no one there that's really over. Well, that's kind of an overall problem they have. Because you could say that about the men. Outside of, you know, like a handful of guys that they clearly show that they're interested in, everyone else is lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Everyone is. It, it, everyone essentially might as well be interchangeable. And it's like, who cares? I was going to say, um, incidentally, this whole thing, what you guys were saying gave me this vision of Vince sitting and like, Patterson, get in here. Patterson. Are you telling me? Are you telling me they want to see broads and dames wrestling like the men out there? And we can make money off of it, damn it! You know, that's that's how I imagine that conversation actually went. True or not, I, I can't say, but... Uh, that's, I mean, that's... I, I, will give, I will give Vince... I will give Vince a little tiny bit of leeway in that he did come up in that era where Moolah was in the middle of pretty much ruining American women's wrestling for a solid 50 years because... She was a shitty worker, so she trained everyone else to be a shitty worker. So, that ain't the only thing that was shitty, but well, I think you're... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll avoid some of the, the more salacious aspects. Yeah, some of the uh, more shitball aspects yeah. of her life, but... 
So anyway, okay. so anyway, this but was just. Can, uh, I, can I add one? Like, can I add one last thing about the the Saudi women's match? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I have not seen the show, so I can't really tell. They first off they aired it on a Thursday, which. I understand it probably was that was the timing or the schedule worked it's, out with Saudi Arabia, but that's. I feel like the previous ones they've done, they did it on like a Friday, which Thursday it, is like Arab, the Arab like Saturday, I guess, is what I had read. Hmm. Well, it's not really conducive for I guess me <laughs> at least no. to watch a a major show, especially a show that was how long was it? Three, four, five hours? Like I don't usual. I know those seven, know those, eight, twelve, something like that. Yeah. I, I know previous ones have started when I've been at lunch on work and have still been going by the time I've left work several hours later, driven home and sat down on my couch at the house. So, yeah. But anyway, I, I didn't watch the show, but apparently uh, CBS sports criticized Michael Cole's commentary. Because I guess he was, <laughs> I guess he was. Which it, it sounds very odd to say <laughs> CBS Sports criticizing this wrestler, wrestling announcer. Um, but anyway, I guess he was uh, kind of uh, effusive with his praise of how progressive Saudi Arabia is during the match. So that's uh, more Vince in his ear, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like there's a little more um, kind of soft shooing about certain things. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So let's do a little. Uh... Which first off, it's like. I, Go ahead. How progressive, how progressive is the state of that that country over there in their view upon women's rights when the actual women can't wrestle in their actual attire? They have to basically be covered almost head to toe. I'm surprised they didn't have them go out there and wrestle in burkas, but and I know that sounds very flippant. I mean, we we try to not really engage too much, but it's like, come on, I. I yeah, let's give a warning here because we we really do make a c- conscious effort to not be political on this show, and I think the gloves are going to kind of come off um, this episode. Yeah. yeah, I think we're going to have to get a little bit political here, and I guess the caveat, like we the the disclaimer is we we have our own opinions and our own our own opinions. We don't dis- disrespect people's political beliefs. If you disagree with us, that's actually really okay. Like we don't have all the answers, but I, I just feel I, like some yeah. things are kind of like ridiculous. Some things that I think with relations to this, this whole Saudi deal in general are ridiculous and yeah. at least whitewashing at a minimum, like whitewashing <laughs> the Saudi Arabian government. In particular, yeah. not necessarily the people of Saudi Arabia, but the government. That's kind of like, come on. Yeah. This is, you know what shocks me about like some of that stuff? I, I didn't watch the show because um, I don't support their their garbage Saudi Arabia shows. But um, they did not learn their lesson from the NBA or Blizzard. No. That's also true. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm sorry I forgot to mention it. Tonight, you will be subject to us being the purveyors of misinformation, <laughs> which is a joke that'll come back up later. But uh, you know, we're... He, he. So I guess I guess he, his problem was is that the speech didn't happen, and I guess Meltzer apologized. But it took Seth like actually not being a dipshit for five seconds and actually communicating like a human being for people to realize that. Because you know he sucks at social media. Yeah, yeah, he's he's. Uh, yeah, and we've touched on that one before. We sure have. And look, if you disagree with any of us, that's fine. 
As a matter of fact, I kind of like that. Um, I like talking to people that disagree with me because then I use that as a way to evaluate my own opinions and that sort of stuff. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pull back the curtain here before we get into this. Just for people listening, before we get into this, we we do deliberately avoid politics on this show because we approach this show pretty much from the fact that we're friends hanging out and we want you to feel like you're hanging out with us and our friend. And we do not want anyone listening to this show to think that we would dislike them for pretty much any aspect of your personality, your beliefs, your status as a person, like your sexuality, your religion. Like, we just want you to feel welcome and to hang out with us for an hour or two a week. That is, yeah. like, why we do this and why we avoid politics. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because because politics can get very divisive, and yeah, we don't want yeah. that. Like we actually want, um, we've said it before. Like part of the social media, our our social media presence. Like we want to actually just talk to people about wrestling because it's something that we're passionate about. So we, we don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So yeah, we do avoid it because we even hope if we, that, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, no, you're right. Go ahead. I to step on you, but we just hope you have a good time listening to us, and we don't want to do something that would screw that up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's let's have a good time. <clears throat> but we're going to talk a little smack. So, first some background. at the WWE and Saudi Arabia yes. <laughs> specifically. Well, yeah. I think I think and I'm also going to say I think um especially with some of the NXT stuff, I think there's going to be some workers rights stuff that's going to get mixed into this too because Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. And there yeah. might be some things about a certain t-shirt that um was a little distasteful. Oh, that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, a well, lot of shit happened last week. Like, yeah. Like, you you think, like, a t-shirt that um, causes an uproar is going to be the worst thing that happens to a company in a week? <laughs> and people end up forgetting about it because so much shit happens in the course of a couple of days. You want to know what? I forgot about that. Yeah. Because this, there was so much ridiculousness surrounding this Saudi show. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Well, wow. The, the problem with the, the problem with the okay, so the Jordan Miles thing. If you haven't, if you didn't see it, um, they released like a shirt which is like supposed to be his smile, and they did it in like the custom T-shirt shop, so you could put it on a black shirt and it looked like blackface. And um, he kind of blew up about this, but they it got really muddy and weird. So like, we didn't we weren't gonna really touch on it too much because I don't really know what to think of it and I don't think anyone else did like is he kind of kept ranting and ranting for like the next three days and um WWE kind of responded and then like I don't know he's like blowing up about it like a month later and they they actually pulled the shirt the second they realized it was a mistake like I just I don't know that situation I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they messed up, but I also feel like he should have handled that privately. You know, even if it had said, hey, guys, um, we got a problem here. Let's fix this. You know what would probably would have happened? They would have been like, uh, what, what's the problem? And then he tells them, you know how hard it is to go, well, then we just take the black T-shirt option off of it. No, they, they pulled the shirt within a day and it, it never got thing. sold. I mean, if he had handled it privately. Well, no, this... So the weird thing is, is, like, 
So it happened, and I don't know, I think he might have said something or some, someone figured it out because they pulled it within a day. The shirt never got sold. And then okay. he blew up about it like a month later, like a month after oh, the fact. So okay. that's where it got all weird and no one, like, everyone was just kind of like, okay. And then it just kind of went away because it got so, like, muddy that no one really knew what to um to make of it. Everyone's, okay. There's kind of this whole, this is a problem. Let's uh, let's get rid of it. Let's let's not have this be a thing. And then he brings it. He, I guess, brings it back to make it a thing. Well, he's on he's on leave for not injury related purposes, so he might be going through a lot of stuff. So I don't know. Okay, all right, that's fair. It got it got it got really it got really weird as the week went on. Mm -hmm. So he's on leave. I I had not heard that actually. I had part of it. Yeah, that that popped up somewhere in there. I don't remember why though. I mean, I'm not really surprised. Like he he literally spent a week putting them on blast and saying that specific individuals and management were racist. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's not gonna win you a lot of friends. No, and um, Booker T got really pissed off at him for bringing like for him getting drug into it. And uh, Titus was just kind of like, "Hey, dude, you gotta, you gotta chill the fuck out." And then you know, there's poor Jay Lethal who busted his arm in a foreign country, you know, and pretty much got left to die by Ring of Honor management. Has to deal yeah, with like God. getting oh, drugged well, into. We'll kind yeah. of go into that too. I think. Yeah, we got a whole lot to do. Um, yeah. I was going to say we'll start with the Saudi thing, but that'd be like starting with the main event. Which one do we want to die? We've kind so, of been doing the shirt so already. So we're talking about Jordan Miles, so why don't we go into the other part of NXT this week and the fact that morale is ass low and they're supposedly not getting their raises. Yeah. They're they're on yeah. TV. They're supposed to be an equivalent brand. They were supposed to be brought up as a... Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are going to be a TV brand and you're going to be part of this and everybody's going to get a raise. And then, apparently, at some point, Triple H had to sit down with him and go, uh, there's, there's not going to be any raises. Well, I was looking at their earnings report. They actually can't afford to give them raises. Oh, snap. Good Lord. This they, is all stuff I've not heard. I didn't hear, I didn't hear this story. This kind of oh, got mixed okay. in with the Jordan Miles stuff. Mm. Yeah, this it was kind of really happening like... at the same time. It's just Miles was so... Uh, front and center mm-hmm. on yeah on all the social media stuff that it it kind of fell into the background. Okay, when NXT went to TV, they, they weren't were going NXT... to. They're supposed to get bumped to their main roster salary. Right, they were no longer going to be the the training ground thing. That's like there, you guys are going to be your own brand. Like this, we got three brands, not two. <clears throat> and so you're supposed to get main roster money. Because you're going to be main roster people and you're going to be on TV. And they're all like, oh, awesome. And then... And because I don't... I feel like it's... going to happen. And I think... I I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I'm pretty sure it's like probably going from something like 50 or 60,000 a year to like mid hundreds. So I think like we're talking about a substantial amount of of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, A big amount of money. And, um, I mean, on one hand, I do have to give a little bit of credit 
Triple H actually sat down and had that conversation with him. And I can't imagine that he wanted to or enjoyed doing that. So there's that. But on the other hand, it's like, why are you shooting your mouth off about this sort of stuff if you're not sure it's going to happen? Well, just, just, as a, just as a comparison, um, the Impact talent got their raises before the show even aired on Axis, just, just for comparison's sake. Hmm. And they got substantial raises in Impact. Like, I think people's salaries got, like, doubled. Wow. Wow. Good for them. But I know, I know they, I know that like the, the impact talent got their raises before it even aired. So, just you know, if you're trying to say it's a contractual thing, they have to move it around. Like, no, like impact, impact bump people instantly. The, well, let me let me say something as someone who's dealt with the legal world. You can always modify contracts. You can make an addendum to a contract. So. That's a that would be a really poor argument to be like, yeah. well, you know, the contract says, well, you can just make an addendum to the contract that now people, because they're on this brand new televised show, actually now you're going to get paid more. I would figure There's, I'd figure that's already clawed in, and all it is is like enacting, <clears throat> enacting like there some clause in their contract that bumps them. We also, I also want to point out, and I don't, I don't know how long ago this changed, but at least for people that used to work in Impact, if you weren't like one of the number one guys, you had to work side jobs to make ends meet. Like, you guys remember Taylor Wilde? She yeah. had a job. She had a job at Sunglass Hut in order to pay the bills because she wasn't getting paid enough by Impact. Like that that's how she was paying her rent was working at Sunglass Hut. So hopefully well, they, in they got fairness, that. in fairness to impact, you only worked like two days a month, so I suppose that's also true. But anyway. Now the, the <laughs> thing that the NXT thing that I noticed is, though is yes. um when their earnings call happened on Wednesday <laughs> The, the actual amount of profit they netted, like they 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 did not do very well in the third quarter. No. And um, so one of one of our friends um, it was just on the show actually. Chris D. Petrillo mentioned that you know the bubble is going to burst and the indies are going to be rife with talent. And I think he might be dead on because I think hoarding all this talent is adversely affecting their financials. Oh yeah. Well, absolutely. Oh, and aren't they aren't they going forward with NXT Japan, or was that just something that they were still rumored to do? I, I they tried to do it and it fell apart. They, well, so uh, I thought they were still going forward, just that they they couldn't purchase the company they wanted to. They've tried to purchase two companies so far. Hmm. Yeah, because um, just... when they um, when they tried to purchase Stardom, they didn't even know what they were going to fucking do with it. They just wanted to buy it and they were going to figure it out later. Yeah, that's smart. It was that's actually a good thing. It was actually embarrassing, like, um, what they did. Yeah, I mean, you can't really tell me that, for example, NXT UK that that is making any sort of profit. No, you, well, they can't be. NXT NXT is not making money. Well, that's probably fair because they've yeah. they've tried to tour with NXT, and NXT, in my opinion, has consistently been their best product at least for the last like couple of years and 
they weren't making a lot of money or selling a lot of tickets with that. I mean, they sold tickets for a while, but I think that the rose has been off that bloom for a while. Like when they did that takeover in June without a without a main roster pay-per-view attached, it did very poorly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, look at the TV ratings. I mean, they they it is not popular. You got to figure, you take all these pieces and put it together. You got people who are in NXT. They're not making a whole lot. One of the nice things about NXT was that they they handled like your transportation. They had a bus you rode on and everyone traveled together and that sort of stuff. So that cut out one of the big personal expenses of being on the main roster. And then they're like, oh, you're going to be on TV. Oh, cool. By the way, your ratings are tanking and you're not getting raises. Oh, well. And it's like, well, how in the hell are people supposed to feel? Right? Of course they're going to be pissed. When I, I think morale's bad, too, because people are realizing they just they just got signed so that no one else could use them. So you have all these people gathering dust to not getting used. There's so many people that are just gathering dust. They, there was also a report this week that, they're, that they ran out of lockers in the Performance Center. <laughs> Does nobody walk around and count stuff, for God's sake? It, they have guys that they have brought up from NXT to the main roster that you haven't seen in months. I mean, look at like the Authors of Pain. The Authors of Pain were a big deal in uh, NXT. You haven't seen them. Now, I understand earlier this year, one of them was injured. He underwent surgery. But as far as I know, they're both healthy. They were even, I think... Noted to be traded in the the recent draft. Yep. You haven't seen them? Nope. Like, they had the Viking Raiders come out and do squash matches for, like, weeks. And they were still doing squash matches. Yep. And then they put the titles on them. And then it's like, they've had, like, a match or two here or there against, like, you know, real opponents. And then that's it. Like, they don't... They have people that they don't know what to do with because... And it's it's so infuriating because they... They do hire these guys just to get them off the table for potential uh, competitors like AEW. And they do nothing with them. And then they, st- But they could do something with them. They have such a stacked roster. And yet they push like the same, the same like, handful of guys. Well, look at, look at what they And they, they do the same... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, look at what they did with NXT UK. Like, that, that only exists to ruin the indies in England. And they're ne- none of those guys are ever gonna be on the main roster. Like, you really think Mustache Mountain is gonna be touring the United States as like a WWE act? No, no, no. Uh, could they? In theory, yeah, I think they could because they're really talented guys. Like, they've gotten over before. Or like I think Jordan they could. Devlin, like, you really think he's gonna be a WWE talent like one day? No, no. These are guys that if. In better times or in a different era, like if they were coming along, say, like five, ten years ago, you'd be seeing them put on like awesome matches in ROH. Yeah. Because that's like where they would be. They they would come to the United States probably and work the Indies and, and be in ROH probably and having great matches. You'd be really excited for them. But yeah, like they're NXT UK is like the most egregious one because you're right. Like it's it was done to essentially gut the the British indie scene. And it's like, why? Like what? I think, uh, didn't it come out recently that was it SmackDown or one of those shows aired? And it was like less than, I think 500,000 people watched. Oh, oh no, it was, it was, it was like 3000 people. watched. Okay. 
it was like some ridiculously low number. And it's like, so I don't think the, the, the WWE in any respect has this huge market penetration. No, WWE hasn't been popular in England for years. Like, yeah, exactly. They were, they, were, so, they were getting outdrawn by impact there, like in the 2000s. Yeah, so it's like, why are you, why are you basically trying to destroy the indie scene there? Like, what's it going to accomplish you? There's no, they're not. They can't, they can't handle. The problem is, is they can't handle anyone enjoying anything wrestling related that's not WWE. They have to ruin everything. Well, I don't think that they're like. <laughs> I presume they're not like comic book villains just sitting around like we have to ruin wrestling for everyone else like i don't think it's quite, <laughs> think it's quite like that pies. but i do get what you're saying like they they clearly like want to dominate in every respect i presume maybe they they want their style to be prevalent yeah, to the I, extent that you could say they have a style i know i know i know it sounds like silly and comic bookish but i there's literally i can I cannot for the life of me come up with any reason that they did the NXT UK thing other than they just couldn't handle the fact that there was wrestling that wasn't WWE related and that it was popular. Tell me what we're going to do tonight, Vince. Take over the wrestling world. <laughs> that's Cause, that's because they really they took a thriving scene in in England, like it was thriving a couple years ago and they fucking destroyed it. They did. Um, and they want to do the same thing to Japan because they, I, and I just, I don't understand why. And they're willing to lose money to do it just so they can like, is that they can try to do that only so long as the investors and the stockholders actually would allow them to do that. Well, and fun, funny you should and, say that because yeah. they, um, they they took quite a, a beating in the last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, because they because they, they took a beating on Thursday because they underperformed again, and um, then they took a beating on Monday because of the Saudi Arabia news, and that's yeah. why they did that press release stating like because they didn't the extension. Well, no, the the extension's fake. Like that's the original deal. Like nothing I... changed. Yeah, I just read that. That was kind of just really carefully worded to make it seem like it was an extension. When all it was was just kind of reiterating, oh, yeah, this partnership's actually through this date in the future, years in the future. Yeah, they just did that because the, they like the stock lost some absurd amount of money in the last the last week. Yeah, and so the extension comes up and the statement about <laughs> We're getting ready to dive into why this Saudi Arabia mess supposedly happened. The statement about them getting paid from the Saudis. Uh, that that came in too. Don't let our stock go any lower. That came in too. We got paid. And, uh, you know, it, it's... It, I like to think that in the face of crown jewel money and... The, the money they're getting for Ron Smackdown and that sort of stuff, some reality is starting to hit home. Their I stock like went that. from pretty much like $71 to $55 in the last week. Yeah. From what to what? Like $71 to $55 because of all the bad news. 
and I want to say like a year or so ago, it was much higher than that. It was like yeah, but it was way over, it was way overvalued there. Like that well, was yeah. That they they they're running. I think they're gonna they're running into the same problem a lot of those um, video game companies that went public did is all these people jump on the bandwagon because they see this short term profitability and then they get in and they're like, oh wait, this is like the best they're ever gonna do and then they they bail out and then the stock like has a correction and goes back down because I I think I think they've only ever like really tracked in the twenties. So they're like absurdly overvalued. Okay. Hmm. They're not like, and they don't perform well. Like I've seen some stock analysts talk and threads about it because here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you want to play around in the stock market, don't fucking invest in things you're interested in. Don't go investing in WWE or like Blizzard or whatever. Just invest in things that are known to perform well. Actually put your money in a 401k to deal with it. Don't invest in WWE because you'll lose your ass. But anyway, that's a, it was that, funny. That, that just drives me nuts when people are like, I'm going to jump in now. Like why? Like don't invest in shit just because you're a fan of it. Like that's fucking stupid. I think, um, friend of the show and a uh, good friend of mine, Damien Gonzalez, Damien, the dames Gonzalez. I think he at one point did own WWE stock. I don't know if he still does. It was. Um... I had a friend. This is a outside of wrestling. I had a friend who invested in uh, in Bitcoin right before that blew up. Did he and get it, out before? Did he get I out before think, they? Well, I, I I don't know if he got out got out before it started dropping, but I think he I think he got out when he still made like a pretty significant profit. Okay. Uh, do do. Can I ask a question? How's the uh, cryptocurrency doing after they pretty much figured out only pedophiles use it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't followed what the what the stock price is for Bitcoin. Didn't you see they had that huge bust like a couple weeks ago? I didn't, but and I Bitcoin mean, Bitcoin was like their well. I I don't know if it was Bitcoin, but like cryptocurrency was their preferred method of operation, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, well, duh." Yeah, everything on like the dark web. Yeah. But anyway, where were we at? Uh, we were just sailing into the into the Saudi thing. Okay. So just just for additional for you guys, the the show is going, and apparently there was a disagreement at some point. The timeline's well, not exactly. Clear. Before we get into this, let's preface this by saying. Um, this is what has been reported. I don't think we're ever going to know the full story of what happened in this situation unless Vince, like, tells someone or has some, like, deathbed-like confe- confession or, you know, writes a memoir that has this in there. Like, I just don't think we're ever going to know what really happened here. Probably not from management side. I think... um I think from the worker side, you will get something as soon as one of those guys who was really affected by it actually leaves the company. The worker side's complicated because AJ Styles kind of talked about what happened, and um, he doesn't seem to feel like he was threatened or anything, which I think is a fair assessment, but he also refuted their mechanical issue thing, I think, with the way he talked about it. Mm. 
Because he seemed to think they were using, like, a paperwork reasoning for them not going. Yeah. I don't know. So let's... So the, Okay, so the show is going, and um, Vince and I guess the prince had a disagreement because they had not paid for... So this is weird. Like, Meltzer has kind of, like, gone over this stuff. So they they did not pay for the last show for a long time. But, well, that's what they think. There was a there was a payment of, like, $60 million from Saudi Arabia to the WWE sometime in September or October for $60 million. Yeah, I, I think that was that came up, I think, on the earnings call. There was this $60 million uh, credit or something in accounts receivable. But, yeah. What is Because that's a not insignificant amount of money. It's yeah. pretty substantial. So that, so no one's quite sure. Like people think that is at least for the last show, but some people think it might be for the last two shows. Um, but people are a little confused as to what that money is, which we don't know. Yeah. And I think they're supposed to be getting a TV deal over there, and that's been like they're dragging their feet on that. He might not be liking what he's seeing. When you say TV deal, what do you mean? Like, I presume it would just be like the Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what it would oh, be. That'd have to be pretty heavily edited, and I don't, I don't really see it translating exactly well. No, it's <clears throat> probably not. Um, when I, I was kind of joking around uh, on the internet when it first came out that there were some of these issues going on uh, with the talent coming back, I'm like, oh, they they thought that the. Uh, they thought that the fiend was actually a djinn and he was like an evil spirit <laughs> and witchcraft is punishable by death in Saudi Arabia, which is actually, uh, I think true, but I was a little surprised they used the fiend. I, cause I, I just don't necessarily think that was a great playing dear audience, uh, moment on their part. I agree. I, I, I would be shocked if there is a thriving death metal scene in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, um, so the the feed the feed aired forty on a forty minute tape delay. The thought is that Vince pulled the plug on it as a power play, but there's also some thought that maybe they they delayed it to to maybe cut the women's match out. Like, but there's been some difficulty verifying this, right? And um, so I don't know if that we don't we're not a hundred percent sure if that happened or not. So. Vince leaves on his private plane and some other people leave. So the talent goes to leave and um, they are stopped. Yeah, they're stopped. Um, AJ Styles breaks this down on a Twitch stream. If you can find a recap of that, I think he he has a pretty good assessment of what it was. So they they delay them. And I guess the pilots go off shift. So then I think they send them back to a hotel and then they leave about a day later. Yeah. And then they and there miss, were they missed SmackDown because of this. Now, um, the the talent made some vague commentary about that. Um, yeah, there were some there were some unhappy people there. Uh, off the top of my head, the first one that comes to mind was Buddy Murphy. All he said yeah. was "never again." Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember others that popped up in that time frame, but they were really unhappy. And uh, 
Yeah, and so it seems like there is actually a divide amongst the talent of people that felt like they were being held hostage and people that did not. And I'm trying to I'm trying to be as down the middle of this description as possible. The when it first came out, all the stuff I heard was that the talent was being held. Like twenty people were still there, twelve of them were on air talent. And they're still, they were being held. No, the 20, without, the 20 are of, people that got, that they got like a charter for and got out. Well, but I thought that it was 20 people that were stuck there as no, well. No, only 20 got out. Everyone else was stuck. Because there was that, okay. there was some, there was some vague, um, bitchery. I don't, that's probably not a fair word. There was some vague shots from some of the talent. Um, I think on Sunday about hashtag not in the top 20 or something. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have this, the talent stuck there and they're mad about it. And like you said, AJ goes through and <coughs> does a breakdown, but AJ's breakdown strikes me as this is what we were told. Then this is what we did. And he's not like digging into what like was behind it or he's not digging into it's like, oh, you know, this this is what's really going on or anything like that. It just kind of seems like he's trying to say this is what happened. And then he stops talking and it's quiet for a minute. Um, well, I, I think I think the problem I think the problems that people are having online is they're being too black and white about this situation in right. that this was probably just like a dick waving contest between a billionaire and um, Saudi royalty. So, yeah, they, they probably I think Matt said it well to us in a text like they were most likely not in danger, but they were probably not in a 0% amount of danger. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, this is not exactly a good analogy. It's not a perfect analogy, but if you, if you get pulled over by the cops, just for like a routine traffic stop, something like that, I, you're not necessarily in any sort of danger to get arrested but you are essentially being detained you can't just yeah. be like nah i don't feel like it i'm just gonna go on my way like no no no, you can't do that so i think this was actually a little more serious than something like a traffic stop but yeah they they basically were pulled off their plane i don't I, i'm sorry like i don't believe in the whole mechanical problem you i've been i've flown around the world literally around the world many times occasionally like there are issues with the plane or something like that you're delayed maybe slightly even if it's bad enough that they have to cancel that flight they can put you on another flight reasonably soon not like oh yeah you're going to be detained for like 24 hours it's like I've, that's I've been, ridiculous i i was once i was once delayed 12 hours mm -hmm. and they literally had to take the plane apart and put it back together Oh no, yeah. I mean, it's it's a if they're actually if it really is that serious of a mechanical issue, like again, like they're it's actually, really a big deal. Thinking about that, I can't believe I got on that fucking plane after that. <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? Well, they fixed it, put it back together. Well, I didn't die. 
I think I texted my wife when I was like, well, I'm getting on the plane. Like, either I'm getting there or this bitch is going down hard. <laughs> Remember that I loved you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, um, had a delete, good run. Delete my browser history. But I think it's also I think it's also important to to realize too, like if you're if you're wondering about this, like there it's not uncommon for like people that abduct and like hold like women as slaves for like decades to like give them a huge level of autonomy. Like I can't remember her name, but there was a point where this woman was like abducted by this guy and um had her for like years and he even let her go home and visit her family. Yikes. That's like, wow. And yeah. like they like um they'll let him go out in public and stuff. Like so so don't being like held does not mean someone has a gun on you and has you like tied up in a closet. Like there there are varying levels of that. And telling someone they can't leave the country is, you know, detaining them. Yeah. And well, it, go ahead. Sorry. It, it it puts a bad. Uh, it's going to put a bad taste in your mouth at the very least. It's like, no, you guys are. Uh, you're going to stay here. It's like, well, we want to go home. We got another show to do. I said you're going to stay here. There's no threat in that at all, but there's also no question about the sentiment behind it. Well, I also think I also think like this is more of a like. Oh no no no! You you know everything's fine, but you can't leave. Like we haven't figured out like how to get you out of here yet. And like like I said, I don't think I don't think um. I think I think calling it a hostage situation might be a little unfair, but they were definitely being used as pawns in like a a pissing match. Definitely yeah, still power play. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. They they were just showing like, well, you know, this is what we can do to your people. If you want to play hardball with us, I, I, I think the uh, the thing that is lost on some people, it's like, well, we're, it's not just any government that was detaining them. It's a government that it, within the last calendar year has been strongly criticized by numerous foreign governments because they lured a political rival of the crown prince to a was was it an embassy or a consulate? I think it was an embassy. I think it was their embassy. embassy in yeah, in Turkey. And then proceeded, under false pretenses, and then proceeded to literally murder and dismember his body. So uh, if you're being detained by the Saudi government, I don't think you should have this like completely 100% uh, presumption. Oh, yes, this will turn out fine. <laughs> I don't think you can really 100% say that. Maybe that like... Maybe like in their case, it would have been ninety nine percent fine. You don't know though. It is and, um, sitting there sipping your coffee with the building on fire around you, going, "This is fine," because <laughs> you're ignoring everything that's happening around you. Right. And um, someone posted on the Reddit Squared Circle subreddit that um, he works over there, and this is not uncommon for them to do this shit just to like fuck with you. Yeah, I saw that too. He's like, I've worked, I've worked with the Saudi government for years. This is, this is like regular procedure for them, and uh, they're just, they're going to do this. Um, so maybe, just maybe, Vince, don't try power playing the people that still allow, I don't know, wholesale murder to go on, well, or why, something like that. 
why put your people through this? Like, that's that's really my takeaway from this. Like, so they did this. Like, maybe you should, like, maybe let, let's let's talk crazy here for a second. Maybe, like, take a little bit less money and not put your people in potentially dangerous situations. Or maybe take the hint from the very first show that they don't really give a shit about your product. They're just doing this to make it look good when they request dead people to appear on the show. Well, I mean, from what I've heard about the crowd and stuff, it does seem like the people, like, not the first rows, but, you know, I do think... I do think people enjoy it, like the kids that are going, obviously, probably enjoy it. But, I mean, even if, the like, 80% of the fans going are enjoying it, like, do you still want to put your people in those kind of tro- in that kind of trouble? It's like when they did that, um, they're doing, <clears throat> when they did that Iraq show where, like, he directly, like, put his people in a place where there was a mortar attack, like... Oh, that was that one that Rob Van Dam didn't go on. Um, RVD did a shoot about this. And he was planning, he was getting all burned out, and he's like, okay, coming up in December, January, we get 10 days off. That's what I need. I need 10 days off. They're like, they kept trying to talk him to go in to do the tribute for the troop show, and Rob's like, you said it was voluntary. Well, yeah, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going. And they're like, but Rob, you see, you understand. I don't think you understand how big of a deal this is and how much you'll get out of it. He said, that's fine. That's great. I'm not going. And then they moved it to that forward base you were talking about where it actually became voluntary. Those were Rob's words, not mine. And they they were like, okay, so this one is like really voluntary. Rob, I know you're not going. He's he's chewing on Johnny Ace for this. But the fact that it was a, okay, now it's actually voluntary kind of thing for that, it doesn't surprise me. You know, when you frame it this way. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, you know, I I understand, like, the point is to make money, but just have some, and this goes into, like, what Blizzard's been doing and what the NBA, like, has been toying around with, like, I understand you gotta make money, but maybe, like, don't get in bed with, like, horrible, like, governments and maybe not like you know in the case of blizzard and the nba like maybe not getting to bed with people that are committing genocide and concentration camps like maybe maybe just don't do that i don't know i mean yeah maybe not get in bed with uh brutally authoritarian foreign governments who don't have the same outlook on human rights as most of the rest of the free world yeah like how about this like and like for you know for Blizzard and the NBA like maybe maybe let, let let's talk crazy here for a second maybe don't support governments that are rounding Muslims up into concentration camps and harvesting people's organs for rich people I mean I I know I'm totally talking like some crazy shit here but let, let's talk let's let's just you know yeah let's start I, with that as the baseline if you're going to do business with the rest of the world Typically, the idea is the rest of the world holds you to a particular standard. But that's not happening. And the other thing that kills me about the Blizzard thing is that China is not one of their main revenue sources right now. It could be. That's my understanding of it. Is It's not right now, but it could be, and they don't want to close that off. So instead, they're going to 
they're going to take out their gun and they're going to aim and then they're going to turn around and shoot themselves in the face. What? Someone posted like what the buying power of the average person in China is versus the average American. And it's, and it's, 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 it's fucking laughable. Like, I think, I think in America, like one person in America, in America has the buying power of about seven people in China right now. So Yes, there's a billion people over there, but their combined buying power probably does not equal that of America. I'm looking for the appropriate audio response. Give me just a moment. The Cartman, ha ha ha, that's so lame. No, no, that I was going for something else. Hang on just a second, I'll find it. Okay. Look, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm a pretty pro capitalist person, but it's it does get to a point where it's it's like really there's a really dark side of capitalism, and it's like you shouldn't do or be okay with everything yeah. just for the sake of a dollar. Like that's ridiculous. Especially like especially with the WWE, like. You should not you should not be putting your people deliberately in potentially what is harm's way because they could run afoul of laws over there cuz I think I think drinking's not supposed to do that. Yeah. But you're putting your talent in a potentially dangerous situation. Like what happens if what happens if um you go over there and something or and someone runs afoul of the law for for no fault of their own. Like, do you really, do you really want to have that on your head for a couple of dollars? Yeah. Also, it's so bad that certain people on the roster cannot go there. Sami Zayn cannot go. Incidentally, Brad, to your earlier point, I found my audio clip about the buying power comparison. Here we go. Sorry, get my groove on a little bit. But for God's sake, <laughs> I don't know if the Saudis told him or if it was the State Department or if Sammy was just like, nope, 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 nope. <coughs> but they were going to have him go. And he would have been killed for being there. Well, Daniel Red Bryan, flag, maybe? Daniel Bryan won't go and um, Kevin Owens won't go and they won't even ask Cena anymore. Right. And there was, um, that goes back to the RVD thing. Whenever people said to him, they're like, oh man, I wish I could say no. I didn't have to go. He's like, it's not in my contract that I can have balls and say no. It's just, they're like, oh, we're going to pay you so much for this. Incidentally, that's going to come back later. You know, honestly, honestly, like for as much as like shit is, Seth Rollins talks like he would his career would be in a much better place right now if he would grow a set and um, tell them no sometimes. You mean if he were to say no and burn it down sometimes? If he would have said no, I am not going to sit in the corner and cry like a little girl because the fiend is scary like that is going to kill my character. Yeah. Or no, we're not doing this fucking stupid finish at Hell in the Cell. Like, you're going to kill the gimmick. Right. Like, those this... are things that he he could theoretically do. 
and does not do because he has no balls. Yeah, he's a he's a company man. Yeah, and he's doing that to his detriment in a lot of that stuff. Like, there's being a con- a, a company man, but man. Like, sometimes being a good company man is saying, no, this is fucking stupid. Let's do this right. I'm convinced that there are plenty of cases. Okay, Austin walking out. Maybe that was a little bit of a a big reaction to saying, we don't need to have Austin Brock for the first time on some random Raw to spike ratings. But that's him standing up and saying, no, we ain't doing that. I'm sure The Rock did it. The Rock did it with the hurricane stuff. We told that story about how they kept wanting him to do a different way, and The Rock kept The Rock screwed with him so he could do it the way he wanted to. I, I'm sure Cena has, even if I'm not aware of it. So, you know, Seth, take a lesson real quick. You can say no to stuff that's a bad idea, but I don't think he will. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is um, this is kind of a big story over the weekend. Obviously, SmackDown got ruined. I kind of, I kind of wonder if that was why they did it, like to ruin their show to show them that they could. That was the feeling I got. Was I'm sure some of the talent were like, "Look, we got a show to get to," and they were like, "Well, too bad, I guess." Yeah. So, from what I've seen, is there seems to be a divide. Some people think it was a kind of hostage, like that they were being held hostage and um, there were people that did not feel that way. So I think it's going to be interesting next year to see how many people actually stick to their guns and don't go. Yeah. Cause I think the next one is like in June or something. It's, yeah. it's quite yeah. some time away. I think the what other it's going piece. to be, I I'm think sorry. what it's going to be though is, um, the guys that end up not going are the guys whose wives are going to absolutely put their foot down and be like, you are not fucking going. Like, I am not dealing with this again. Like, those are going to be the guys that that don't go. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I think there was some uh, chatter on, like, Twitter or social media uh, of people's, some workers' wives being really concerned. I, I can't give you an example um, I knew I, one name, and now I can't remember what it is. I think I did hear that, so it's like, well, you know, if it was just a mechanical issue, I don't think that they would have had that reaction. Or even that's if what, it's that's what Brian Alvarez said. Yeah, and one of the things I agree because they were talking about. It, he's like, but what about like the people's wives? Yeah, the uh, <clears throat> let's see. As it stands right now, Meltzer's statement is there is a dispute over money. But it was they they did owe money to WWE for previous shows. He says that's true. He said they got paid before they went there, but there was retaliation by delaying their flight as a power move. That's from Meltzer, who has been it seems like pretty on the ball with this. It's but that's been uh, pretty, that's it's been a common theme among all of them except. Ryan Satin, who's really pushed the mechanical thing, but he's on WWE's payroll, so you can pretty much write him off as a... Yeah. Well, okay. But he's totes, he's totes gonna be... He's totes gonna still be a credible source of news, guys, and he's keeping yeah. his website. Like, just ignore the fact that he's on the WWE payroll. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought Ryan Satin up getting hired by the company, um, because uh, someone noted this on Twitter, I believe. 
and it is something it's worth noting. Uh, Sasha Banks in particular has had issues with the, this, that guy because when she was, you know, taking time off, I guess he spread a lot of shit about her. Well, he's the he was a proponent of of Sasha and Bailey were on the floor crying with no yeah. context or anything, and then Meltzer right. had to like clean that up. But people still bash <laughs> them for that incorrect report because you know no one reads the retraction when you just throw no. like careless shit out there. Right. right. And I know that Sasha has a. Uh, after the fact kind of noted like that actually really bothered her. It bothered her to the point where she was, I don't know, depressed or anxious or something, but it, it did like kind of affect her. Um, and here we are months later and the WWE is hiring that guy. So how, how likely do you think it is that we're going to get a repeat of awesome Kong Bubba, the love sponge oh, with God, I would love that. <laughs> Sasha Banks beating up Ryan Satin. That would be hilarious. Uh, you know, you know, I was thinking. I was thinking about the Bubba the Love Sponge thing. It, it made me so happy when Awesome Kong like beat his ass. Yeah. Well, do you remember why did she? Why did she go after him? Was there a? She was doing fundraising after the the hurricane hurricane earthquake combo in Haiti. She's like, "There's people down there. They need help." And Bubba the Love Sponge is like, "Oh, you're gonna go help all that? We're gonna waste of time or something to that effect." And so she uh, she confronted him about it. And I guess he mouthed off, so then she beat the piss out of him, is my memory on it. That sounds about right. Or I could... No, let me go the, to the Nexus. The, the, um, the, the original part, I don't remember, but her confronting him and him mouthing off and her her smacking him around a bit is um, is is ringing true. I hate Le- yeah. Le- Love Sponge. That made me so happy. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> if only... <laughs> If only she would absolutely be my hero if she could get fucking man cow in a room and smack him around too. <laughs> Let's see. Is that guy even employed anywhere? anywhere? They had him on. They had him on in Columbus like years ago for like three months, and his show is just god awful. He was like the saddest of those shock jocks. Like, well, he tried to go like conservative talk show host, and he, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't talented enough to do it. And strikingly, Anthony Camilla made that same mistake after he got fired for saying some things that he should not have said. I don't know if Anthony was trying to be, uh, I don't know, conservative. I think he's just, I think he's just in real life. He's like a right leaning guy. I, he kind of, he kind of went off the rails. Oh, I, I know. I, I don't listen to his show, but, I subscribed I kind of, at first, and um, I think it's obvious that the substance abuse has kind of ruined whatever talent he had. See, I still think he's funny. Um, but he's not he's, funny on his own, though. I would agree. He's better when he has someone to play off of, and then when he's not like the focal point of the show, because he kind of just meanders. And, and he's he's lazy as shit. Like I think I think yeah. that's, I think that's the one thing that um, that he really doesn't understand about why the Opie and Anthony show worked. He can think whatever he wants about Opie, but Opie did have like the actual work ethic to make him useful. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think he's seen that yet. Uh, it, I've kind of tried to sell you on this before, but uh, Jim Norton does the, he does a podcast where he's entirely in character as this character. He's created chip chipperson. And Anthony has frequently guest starred on that 
podcast or podcast as Chip calls it. Uh, and it's free on, on iTunes. It's actually worth listening to. It's You kind of have to um, get used to the character of Chip Chipperson, but Anthony has been on that and has been really funny. Like he, but that's because again, like he plays off Jim Norton as Chip. See, I know the Chip's never been my favorite character of his. I've always been more of, um, an Edgar Winters. Oh, Edgar camp, uh, fan. Mm-hmm. She's a woman of low birth. She's a woman of lower stock. And, My um, teeth are dry. What was um, Ted um, Ted Sheckler? Ted Sheckler. You know, Ted he, Sheckler kind of morphed into Chip Chipperson in a way. He stopped doing Ted because it uh, it's the same reason uh, Ron stopped doing Iris because it hurts their voice. Yeah. Um, we're going real deep into Opie yeah. and Anthony and Jim Norton stuff. But uh, yeah, if, have you heard – you haven't heard any of the, the Chip Chipperson podcast, have you? I've heard bits and pieces of it. It's – I, like I said, I'm not a big Chip guy. Like I, he was funny in small doses, but I, he just doesn't carry a show for me. You know, I sort of agreed. Like I, Chip wasn't my favorite, but I've listened to. They're like way into it now. They're probably at a hundred episodes. I've listened to like the first thirty or something of them, and I'm actually sold because he goes crazy with the character, and he stays the way he stays in character. It's a little actually surprising. And he, I, he'll I still I've, throw in Jim Norton like lines for the quick like improv wit, and I'm a little bit surprised. And it's actually really entertaining. I I also I I'm also just kind of off of that because the Jim and Sam show is just god awful. Yeah, I don't really listen to that. But I mean, I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I mean, Sam might be the most worthless broadcaster I've ever heard. He's not good. And he's been, I don't, is he still doing WWE stuff? Because he's terrible on that, too. Yeah, he is, as far as I know. Ugh. Okay, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna try and drag us back over towards this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I the, feel bad for Shad. Occasionally, Brad and I get into, like, a Opie and Anthony or Ron and Fez kick. And, <laughs> and yeah, Shad's I, just sitting there silently because he's completely lost at the, what we're... I just, just sit here and look about. confused. Um <laughs> The other thing that came out of this uh, with the people that are stuck there <coughs> is you have a lot of people who are now eager to leave the company after having this happen. They're like, nope, I want out. I'm done. And they're not naming names, but I don't imagine it would be too hard to come up with who. Uh, I'm going to I'll throw some names out there because I'm pretty sure it's the same people that have wanted to leave. So I'm pretty sure like Luke Harper wants to leave. Uh, Rusev yeah. and Lana want to get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, well, obviously Mike Bennett wants out. Buddy Murphy. Buddy after Murphy. that, after that statement, I would say, <coughs> I would say Ali probably wants to get the fuck out. Really? Hmm. I would say I would say there's I would say there's a group of those young guys that are just stalled out in the middle that went out. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, like Buddy Murphy, Ollie, like Cedric, like that group of guys. I could see that because the problem is they're they're supposed to be doing wrestling on a international stage, but when you sit around and do nothing, people forget about you because they're fickle. But your your stock drops. Who cares? about Ali if he ain't been on TV in six months. Yeah. 
And I would say guys like Andrade probably want to stay. Like they might not be thrilled with where they are, but they're making good money. Like your um, fiance now are they engaged? Are they? I had not heard that. If so, the congrats. person the person you're involved with, I don't know. I, I the person you're involved with is there. You know, you get to see them every day. You get to travel with them. So like that's probably a pretty good gig for you. Like who the fuck cares? Like whatever you know what i mean like there's some people that can shut all that side crap out yeah and like you're um life sucks get a helmet right well so I'll take not that even that like eh like i'm not getting the push i want but hey like look at all this money they're giving me and like hey my my significant others like here right next to me all the time like you know this is yeah. this is a decent gig yeah that i'm looking I'm looking it up. Uh, it it does seem like they're engaged. Uh, yeah, I got that impression. I mean, that's talking be... about. He was mm-hmm. talking about meeting Ric Flair and saying like Ric Flair was like, has been great to him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I, I did hear about that too. Now, and I did think their um, his Joker was terrible, but I thought them dressed <laughs> up as um, Harley and Joker for Halloween was kind of adorable in its own. Yeah, right. it was kind of cute. Yeah, except his Joker was terrible it seemed more of a caesar romero than any other yeah joker but uh so the the consequences they had for the smackdown show that people didn't make it back for was oh my god panic 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 and they called up the nxt people who arrived apparently literally right before the show started yeah they said the nxt people were like five minutes from like missing the show yeah so what would have happened then I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a little bit curious, but they arrived and they put on this thing about, you know, NXT defeating SmackDown and then Triple H cuts a kind of bad promo about we're going to have a war and all that oh, kind of stuff. He cut a bad promo on Raw, too. Did he? Okay. Oh, it was awful. Like, and, he has no uh, business being on camera anymore. And then that's followed up by a talent meeting that took place. Let's see. Uh, when was that? It was a talent, the talent on meeting. Day. We have to say that the talent meeting is highly disputed, so we don't actually know what the fuck happened with this. Right. This yeah. is the Observer Radio recount of it for what but that's s- worth. But according to according to Seth, like he did not give a speech. So right, you mean rah rah Seth? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's gonna stick. Um, oh, it absolutely is. <laughs> right. If I well, if I go to, to a live WWE event, I'm gonna make a Seth Rollins sign that has pom poms on it that says rah rah Seth. Just before we get into this, though, there's been talk that the WWE was desperate to get the talent to back up the yes. mechanical issue. Going around telling people to say it was a mechanical yeah. issue. And the the airline also issued a statement saying that it was a mechanical error, but you need to also keep into account, though, that they have a financial interest in covering it up, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to come out and say this. Yeah, but so, so let's... We, we, we were complicit co- with a hostage taking, by the way. So my, my take on this is... It could have been a mechanical issue, and this could have all just been coincidence. I tend to think, though, that 
they were not in like serious danger or really any danger, but it was a power play and they just fucked with them for a little bit to show Vince like, hey, like that they could. Yeah, like this is who you're dealing with here, like I'm so. I'm I'm far more willing to buy that than <laughs> it was just straight mechanical issues. Because if it was just straight mechanical issues, you wouldn't have to have company people go around and tell the talent, tell everybody it was mechanical issues. Yeah. Right? And so, those guys fly like... Also, what what convinces me of that is some of those guys thinking that makes me, makes me believe it because those guys probably fly like get on 200 and something planes a year. Like if, if those guys think something's a little wonky, then um, yes... Exactly. Then I tend to think that there was something a little wonky. Yeah. They they know they know what's up. Now uh, I was about to, to say if coincidence if coincidences are coincidences, why do they feel so contrived? Yes. And then the X Files music plays. Right. Mind control. <laughs> Mind control. Why don't you hit that unsolved mysteries theme while we're at it again? <laughs> um. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. So the talent meeting. There was a Bigfoot on the tarmac. <laughs> there was a Bigfoot on the tarmac. Why was the plane not not released? There's a gremlin on the side of the plane. What really there's, happened in Saudi Arabia? They may never know. Something on the wing. God, that's still creepy after all. I'm scared now. Yeah. Was it? Was it aliens? Satanic cults? Oh my well, god, I'm looking I'm playing this on hold on. I'm playing this on YouTube. Yeah. And there's it actually is the real um intro and yeah. it's showing like crop circles and Stonehenge and I'm like freaked out now. Yeah. I'm like, why? To go off on this, the guys that did the crop cir- circles admitted to it and described how yeah. they did it. And they actually yeah. got oh, like Well they actually and to prove it they they, they did it and then a scientist said, Oh yeah, this is legit. So they they, Yeah. They um yeah. I never (laughs) want that. Anyway. So Do you remember the face in Mars? Yeah. That was around the time Mm -hmm. of the crop circles. Yeah, that was just like weird lighting kind of thing. Um okay. So this talent meeting, they had it at three o'clock. Apparently nobody says a whole lot except for Vince. He said he explains it to say, you know, Nothing wrong. Everything was fine. It's mechanical issues with the plane. That's it. He he says, you know, I know people were saying it's not true. Or Dave said he knew people were saying very strongly it wasn't true after the meeting. So the guys that don't believe it are pissed, and the guys that are willing to accept it just accept it, as you would expect. Yeah. <coughs> Pretty much it's a meeting that, it's a meeting that whatever your bias going in was confirmed. Right. Um, they asked if people had questions. Apparently, Randy Orton made a joke, or tried to. For some reason, I like to believe he tried to tell the not, the interrupting cow knock knock joke. I just want to believe that he um, he walked up to Vince and pulled his cock out and was like, "You think me?" And then Rusev had something to say, but he didn't ask any questions. To which I would like to believe Rusev said, "Hey, can we stop this stupid angle with my wife hooking up with another guy?" Yeah. That, I, I believe I believe Rusev actually said, "When's Southpaw season three coming out?" <laughs> uh, not not soon enough is the answer. Yes, I need some uh, I need some Lance I need some Lance Catamaran. Yeah, we need more Big Bartholomew. 
and some uh, Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Uh, so, and, and then there was some discussion about, did Seth do a rah-rah speech? Dave said he heard he did. Seth said, no, it didn't, and kind of had him a little hissy fit about it. And um, so Dave retracted it on Twitter. He said, sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to spread bad uh, information. I kind of felt like that might have been a little more sarcastic than people think. Yeah, from what you guys tell me, Dave has a very dry wit, but he didn't put the slash S tag after it, so. It would have gone over Seth's head anyway. I I feel like, though, I feel like Seth's initial tweet on that was really pissy and, like, is the exact reason people on social media do not like him. And um, he should have just added Melter and be like, hey, man, like, you know, that really didn't happen, like... There's no need to say this. Yeah, like yeah, I didn't say but, anything. Like I want, I because if I was what Seth should have just done is been like, hey, look, man, like I didn't give a speech, like I wasn't even at the airport, like so I don't even know what happened. Like I wouldn't have been comfortable doing that. Like, can you just like, yeah, you know, and you know what, uh, Dave, Dave probably would have backed off on it and said, yeah, okay, you he, know what, fair enough. But the problem is, is like he so he he throws this out there and he really like sits on it for a good like 12 to 16 hours, maybe. Yeah. And he just looks like so this is my problem with it. Like, so, okay, so so you might have had a legitimate reason to be mad, but you just made yourself look like a pissy little baby. Yeah. For like a half a day. And, like, a lot of the people that saw the initial thing, like, are not going to see, like, your more reason stuff. Like, this is why you get booed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the exact reason that people boo you. Yeah. So, you have a bunch of people like, now who are pissed and want out. So, you may not, they may not have to future endeavor anyone. There may just be a bunch of people that said... You know, after that Saudi Arabia stuff, I don't want to be here anymore. Can also, we go back to the, can we go back like, to the Seth Rollins tweet for like five seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Okay, so, so if you if you happen to be somewhat famous and you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to give you the best life advice that you've ever had. If you want to tweet something and you're upset at the time, put your phone down, come back two hours later, and then tweet. Yeah, it'll save you so much bad PR and like shit that you're going to catch on Twitter. Right. Now, you've got a bunch of people who aren't happy about being there, who aren't uh, who don't, you know, now they they definitely want to leave. And then word comes out that they're going to cut the payment you get for doing Saudi shows. Did that get did, did that actually get? So I know I know Matt sent us a Forbes article on that. Did that get confirmed by anyone outside of that article? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I sent that, and I, it seemed like it was a joke. <laughs> but I think some people were contesting that too. Okay. Yeah. Not I that not that the info might be wrong, but I don't think it's been uh, I guess sourced exactly. So right. right. Okay. So so this is this <laughs> may, or may be not be true. true. Right. If it is true. Then, uh, holy shit, how tone deaf is this? If it's not true, it's not true. I don't know how, you know, you, I guess it just kind of dies off. But if it is true, good God, how are you going to get people to go over there? 
You know, you know, if I was Vince, like after the airport thing, like especially on on that three o'clock thing, I just wouldn't have said anything. I'd be like, look, I know this sucked. Like, so, you know, there's going to be a little something extra extra in your paychecks this week. And I just would have like flat, like given everyone an extra like 10 grand or something on their like uh, Yeah. To for the week. Try because, and you know, it over a little bit. Because you know what, what makes um, what makes a bunch of upset people happy is giving them a shitload of money. Mm hmm. It'd make me happy. Yeah, so, um, before we go this today, though, the week was not over because no. um, Joey Mercury took to Twitter under, like, an alt account and decided he was going to uh, start blowing the company up. And which company is this? Ring of Honor. Ring because, of Honor, Daddy! Because uh, cause they just cannot buy good press this year. No, sir. So, uh, can I, uh, can I throw something in? Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, an old show that we did actually like maybe the first actual full show of 2019. Cause I'd like to kind of randomly listen to our old episodes, uh, kind of for narcissistic purposes, ah, but also gotcha. kind of just to see how to improve or right. yeah. see how I can improve. And I just was listening to that actually recently and, we were talking about the the creation of AEW, and this is even before we really even knew like a full roster. Yeah. And Brad, in particular, you're like, oh, I think I think Ring of Honor is going to be totally screwed with AEW, and that was very uh, prescient for 2019. But I actually feel like they have they have fallen on their face in more ways than I would have thought possible this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they had so many unforced errors that Absolutely. there's no one that they can blame but themselves. Now so let's this... let's say Matt or Brad, could you expand on some of these things that Mercury was talking about? Okay, so some of this some of this is going to get into because Kelly Klein and BJ Whitmer kind of um, piggybacked on this train. Also, this, was this after Mercury is leaving the company or he got. Fired, I believe, or he quit. Okay. I don't know. And okay, so, who do we attribute that to? Uh, Greg, the merchandise weasel, I think, is uh, Jim uh, Cornette called him. Right. Who has been trouble before? Please yes. continue. Okay, so um, the first thing is he pretty much says that the working conditions aren't safe. They don't have concussion protocols. Um, Greg, the office weasel, tried to get Kelly Klein to work a match in South Africa with a concussion. So yeah, which it for a second. Yeah, which she uh, she obviously would have had to fly all the way over to to South Africa. Which if you yeah. if you know anything about concussions, like that's something you absolutely don't want to do. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Good. And so, um, so then. Um, Jay Lethal breaks his arm in England. No one gave a fuck. No one was there to like call him an ambulance or anything. And I think they were being so slow that he pretty much was sitting in a hotel room with a busted arm with no one with him for like an hour and a half. Um, yeah, for 90 so minutes, they left him sitting in a hotel room with a broken arm. The stalwart of your company, the franchise of your company left him sitting there with a broken arm because oops and then um so then the, the talent had no transportation after the show so marty scroll had to get them an uber back to their hotels um 
Now, the New Japan stuff, I don't know where that came from. So I guess the New Japan relationship fell apart because they don't interact with the talent and they wouldn't like book hotels and stuff for them. So you're making these people come to a foreign country and um, I guess fucking figure it out on their own. <laughs> right. Oh, which they're the, the English of the New Japan guys is hit or miss. It, it, it yeah, exactly. It, they could speak it perfectly fine, but you shouldn't roll the dice on that. Yeah. Just as a, just in general, like as a professional organization, if you're bringing in that talent, then it should at least fall on you to give them some basic logistics. Well, at least like, at least, um, at least like, especially for like a strange area, like you don't want them booking themselves at a hotel. That's main feature is the crack whores out front. Exactly. Yeah, maybe maybe just say, hey guys, here are some hotels that you you should stay in. Give mm-hmm. them a yeah. or something. <clears throat> maybe just a touch of support staff going on. Yeah, and then um, so then Kelly Klein kind of jumped in, and BJ Whitmer. So I guess that she tried to re up for, and this is going to be embarrassing. She wanted twenty four thousand dollars a year from Ring of Honor, and they turned her down because they would have to pay the other women the same amount. So let that sink in for a minute. She wanted $24,000 a year. Is that literally all she's making? No, she's not even she's making She's not that. making that. Yeah. yeah. Well, all they she would be down. making, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So that is that like, is like, I looked it up. It's like eleven fifty four an hour that she wanted. And um, just for just for comparison's sake, like someone starting at Walmart now makes $11 an hour. Right. And a lot, you're not getting concussions in general and working yeah. at Walmart. Yeah. yeah, You're not beating your body up in a lot of ways that you may not even realize until later on in life. Yeah. They also do not keep medical staff like backstage, like when um, Flip Kendrick, is it Flip Kendrick? Flip Gordon? Yeah. Flip, Flip Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. So when he dislocated his elbow, um, Alex Shelley... Uh, Bandito and Brody King had to set it for him because there was no one else there to take care of it. God. Jeez. I mean, and I guess Alex Shelley takes care of a lot of the guys backstage for free because he has like a medical degree because there's no medical staff. How do you get away with not having medical staff back there? No idea. I mean, I know that wrestling isn't a, a, a real air quote sport but i think they only have medical staff if like the local government requires it oh my god yeah that probably that sounds about right look i worked some places i worked some places that didn't but to be honest with you they were so small they couldn't really afford to have like a nurse practitioner on call there with them yeah Yeah, well you know you don't have a you don't have a multi multi-million dollar conglomerate backing you though right the other thing i was going to (laughs) say though is that in those places, we had, okay, I was a Red Cross first aid trainer there, and we had two paramedics on the roster. So it's not like we were just left twisting in the wind, but, you know, there there's uh, there was at least something, right? Yeah, so, but I feel, I feel like if you were creative in a small-time indie, you could, like, say to, like, some doctor, like, hey, like, you want to come... Like, the, that's qualified to, like, hey, you want to come to this show, and, like, if something goes down, like, 
help out like we will give you like free food and like a free seat like there i think there's ways to creatively like is a small time promotion get around that there absolutely are you call up a couple emts and you just say hey look guys we'll give you free tickets to the show if you'll just hang around and if something happens we just need some first aid until an ambulance actually arrives exactly but uh like hey we'll give you a couple free tickets like hey there's concessions like you know help yourself right there's that's what i was saying though is that we kind of had that we had paramedics there i mean you know i was not front line but i was kind of a backup so what's ring of honor's excuse they just they're not paying attention yeah they don't give a shit no there was some other stuff, but he, he wasn't coherent, and I've forgotten some of the other issues. There was a couple other things I think I, I missed. Yeah, there was. I looked at that Twitter feed, and he seemed really all over the map. I couldn't exactly follow what he was doing. There, there are some people that did some concise like recountings of what he was saying. Yeah, his, um, he, he's not really good at, at kind of laying it out there in a kind of cogent, cogent manner. I think were, he was text to. I think he was like talk to texting a lot of it and just kind of like rambling stream of consciousness style, so it came across really poorly. Mm. If I had to guess. What were you gonna say, Matt? Oh uh, well, uh, there were people who were speculating that he was perhaps not entirely sober when he was drafting some of that. Yeah, and he was probably upset because I think it was all. I mean, but there are people who have kind of corroborated. Yeah. All right. So that's but so it's uh, it was just a bad look all around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Mercury laid a lot of it at the feet of the the merchandise weasel that we mentioned earlier. It has been a dumpster fire of a week for professional wrestling. Uh, at least I feel like we even missed something that like flew under the radar. We probably did. Uh, oh, we did the 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 Kane Brock match. <coughs> oh, Kane Velasquez. Yeah, oh. and the fact that they signed someone to a multi million dollar contract that its knee is so screwed up he needed surgery immediately. Yeah, and. uh and had him job out in two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a guy that, a guy that trained to be a luchador working in, in a, 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 a worked MMA fight. Yeah. Um, so. It, there, there was that was, I think just the, turd at the top of the pile for Crown Jewel, but, with all of that being said, what do you all think? You listening at home, what do you think of this whole mess? Hit us up on our social media. <coughs> Tell us what you think. Uh, give us some feedback. Say, you know, I, I believe there was mechanical issues or that's some old bullshit or, you know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you, uh, we hope we didn't turn you too much off with this, um, but We want to say this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three quarters. You're in the fourth. And we look forward to hearing from you next time.